0: Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Monday for those those are joining us live. For those that are joining us any day of the week, thanks so much for tuning in. Check out the new um, news. Next week, we're going to shift a couple of things around to try to make the boost a little better. We're going to be going to a Monday, Friday schedule. We're going to move into a webinar format, although we, you can still chat. I love seeing everybody chatting, Facebook, live, Zoom. There'll be some registration, but hopefully these are all, these are all changes that we're looking to bring more to you guys in the boost. We thank you so much for being a part of us. Yesterday, we spoke about this concept of the threshold. The idea that when you're building a home, and you want to do different things in the home and you want it to connect to one larger edifice, you have to build a threshold. There's a threshold that separates the kitchen from the living room. They're both in the same home, but you do different things in each. There's a threshold that separates the different bedrooms And when you understand the different rooms, you immediately understand that there are different ways you act based on the rooms that you walk into, depending on the home that you come from. It could be that when you have food in your hand, you don't go into certain rooms. It could be that when you have a basketball in your hand or any ball in your hand, you don't go into certain rooms. It could be if you are, if it is not your bedroom, you do not go into certain rooms. The way you act in a bathroom is different than the way you act in a dining room. No one has to explain that to somebody once you become an adult. And yet it all could exist in one home. And what separates all these rooms are thresholds. Because each room, the doors that go into each room mentally even if it's in a nanosecond prepare you to act differently within each room in which you're in that should be our lives which is there are different things that we do in our lives and we have to be different when we engage in them the way we act towards this person may not be that person in this time of the day may not be that time of the day And the way we ensure that we are doing everything humanly possible to be the best that we can be is when we build strong thresholds that allow us to prepare properly for the room that we're about to enter into. So, theoretically, if it takes us a little bit more time to mentally prepare ourselves to see our family at the end of the day then the threshold we build in our minds may be a little longer or we may have to wait at the threshold a few more minutes There's a famous rabbi named Rabbi Eliashiv Rabbi Yashiv, one of the greatest rabbis in the previous century that lived in Israel he was once walking, I think I told the story here once. He was once walking into his apartment in Jerusalem and he stopped. He was with a student and he stopped by the door before he, he knocked on his door, his own, where he opened his own door and he fixed himself and he brushed himself off and he fixed his hat. He was wearing a fedora and he, and then he went into the house and the rab- and the student said, what did you just do? And the rabbi, who was probably in his 90s, said, I'm about to see my wife. And he said, so what were you fixing your hat for? He goes, wait, when I, when I dated her, I fixed my hat. Why? Because she's married to me 90 years. She doesn't deserve me to fix myself up before I see her. Isn't that beautiful? He had a threshold in his mind called his wife. And he waited at it. He recognized it and mentally he said, I'm about to go see her at the end of the day. I need to be prepared for that. Even for a few seconds to remind myself that she's important, to remind myself that I don't have to slap my day. She doesn't deserve that. She doesn't deserve the, 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 the mess that I may look like at the end of a full day of all the things he was doing. He was walking into the threshold of the room called his wife and his his mind was getting ready to be totally in that room so that he can get a deeper experience connected to his wife. He didn't roll in on the phone while he's high. Maybe that's okay, but it's not going to lead you to real depth. If every time you see the people you love, it's like while you're doing a hundred different things. You don't have to stop and like, it doesn't have to be like awkward, but there's times in our day, there are times in our lives, there are people, there are situations that we are involved in that we miss because we haven't built a threshold to. And it doesn't require us to be different people. It just requires us to take a moment and recognize how our brains work. That our brains are neuroplastic and they'll take us to wherever we'll make them take us. We can basically do whatever we want with our brains to some extent, obviously within limitations. And if we train ourselves to see the thing in front of us is very important. We will build a threshold. Let me tell you something. When you play in the Super Bowl, there is a threshold. That's. One of the greatness, don't for one second think that a hundred million people tune in to Super Bowl because they love football. Most people that watch Super Bowl have no idea what's even going on. It didn't just become the most celebrated game in American sports because everyone like fell in love with a sport that most people can't even follow. The NFL has been building a threshold for years all the, the 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 preparation not to mention the 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 season and, and all the drama and the waiting and the and the weekend and the the, the flyovers and the, and the whole thing you been talk, if you're even in the world of sports you're talking about the super bowl even the name if you even get anywhere near those city in which the super bowl is holding, there's a whole weekend. And then the night before there's awards and then they're constantly building and building and building and building and building. And then the day of they fly people in and, and there's the pregame. And then there's commercial building and building. What they're really doing is building a threshold. That's what they're doing in our brains. Almost here, almost here, almost here, almost here, almost. And as you walk down the corridor called super bowl, you get more excited and more excited more excited and finally by the kickoff you're sitting there with your entire family spending hundreds of dollars of meat and you're fully paid attention to a game that most people have no idea what's going on and usually like someone gets injured and like someone's like why do we even play this game like every single Super Bowl part of someone says that they built the threshold i'll tell you another good threshold that everyone builds yom kippur the threshold they just roll into the holiest day of the year. It builds and it builds and it builds and it builds. A wedding builds and builds and builds and builds. These are mental thresholds that people get used to it. And what am I about to do? And where am I about to go? And I one time I had a chance to go meet the president of the United States. I told you the story here. We had to stay the night before because we couldn't get to Washington early. One room to the next room to the next room to the ante room builds and it builds and it builds. You're building a threshold, a threshold, a threshold so that when you're in an environment, you're fully in the environment. Why don't we it with our lives? It doesn't have to be as long. We don't need like, you know, fireworks. But why can't we do that with our lives? Create habits, mental triggers that we do every single time we're about to do something important. Why not? You're about to go to work. You're about to do something. You pause. You you tell yourself the same thing. You put yourself in a frame of mind. You don't just roll in. You had to see somebody that you may be related to and you see all the time. You create a ritual with them. Whatever we're doing, at this time to this time, we're going to get together for five minutes and talk. I know a friend of mine who would travel a lot. His kids were little and it bothered him. And what he did was every night... He lived in a warmer client than warmer climate than me. Every night he would take a walk around the block with one of his children. It took him 10 minutes. When it was his kids' night, they would cancel their school activities to take a walk around the block with daddy. He lived in the house and he wasn't around, what well, he didn't leave that much. He built a ritual. He built a threshold. We're going to now take our walk, a habit, a trigger, and was able in a few minutes to have a moment with each kid around the block. They talked about nothing, but it meant the world to both of them. Why? Because this is how it works. You are hacking the physical world to step into a deeper world that's right in front of you. It's not, we don't have to fly people that we love around the country and like do things and spend all this money. We don't gotta do that. We don't have to wait until somebody has a bar mitzvah or a wedding. We don't go wait for those things. We don't gotta wait for a holiday. We don't gotta wait for, we don't gotta do any of that stuff. It could be sitting in your home with a friend. Build a ritual around it build a habit around it build a threshold so that when you walk into that relationship into that room called this person called this thing you are mentally prepared but do it intentionally it'll change your brain because your brain will go oh we're doing this thing now i have another friend of mine that studies talmud very early in the morning he tells me that he gets up. He can barely get out of bed. He wakes up super early. And what he does is he gets up. He's like dragging around. And he says his coffee prep is his moment. That's his threshold. He goes downstairs and he quietly and deliberately prepares, he doesn't just like dump it, he prepares his coffee the way he likes. He's like a coffee guy. I happen to be a coffee guy too, but I'm a much different coffee guy. I, I I'm a much different coffee guy. I drink anything that's coffee. I don't care what it is. If it's coffee, if it's dirt, you stick it into a cup. If you if you tell me that the dirt on the floor is coffee, I would just put it in my cup and put hot water into it and be like, mm, that actually is coffee. Is it Turkish? I got I can't. I can't allow myself to need, not, I can't allow myself to get hooked into like very high quality coffee because it will throw me. I need to be in the middle of nowhere. And someone's like, yeah, I think there's like a taster's choice from 17 years ago. Is that going to work for you? You're like, yeah, that's fine. Bring it up. No problem. You know what I'm talking about? I got to, I got to know, I got to know that no matter where I am, my coffee is lowest common denominator coffee. He's not like that he's got a whole dealio he like does the whole thing and he sits it up and he he does a whole you know he he, he puts you know he puts the grounding thing in you know i don't know if, he, if people i'm sure that are watching know what i'm talking about their machines were like you know you put your own little ground things you stick it in it's a single cup you know what i'm talking about you heat up the hot water the, the heat up the milk he's like a barista I drink it like it's water. I can't be a purpose. I don't have time for such things. He does. And he told me once, and he wasn't talking about thresholds. It was a totally different conversation that when he starts to make that coffee, right? That whole thing, which I respect, he starts to recognize where he's going. but he reminds himself that he has the hour of morning to study. And he can't throughout the day. He works incredibly hard by the time he sits down with his hot cup of coffee in front of his Talmud, he is zoned in and he gets an hour of real, and he, at this point he told me that he doesn't even need a, an alarm. When he first started, he would set his, his a clock on his iPhone. He doesn't need that anymore. It's almost like as if he knows when the hour's up, he just looks up and it's like, well, he goes, he's sick, it's within 58, 59 minutes always what happened? His brain, he trained his mind to build a threshold so that when he engages in the experience of his daily study, it's not with the phone and he just rolls in. He's thinking about yesterday and he's still waking up. And by the time like his head gets into it, it's twenty five minutes in, and then like you know it gets a little hard on the page. So, like he just goes and checks his app for once, his, his Instagram for one minute, and then he picks himself up and then he thinks, oh, my God, I gotta do ten things today. Next thing you know, he spent an hour looking at a page and got one minute done. That's a surface way of dealing with something. So he builds a threshold. It doesn't happen overnight. He reminds himself as he's making the coffee, how important this hour is to him. And he reminds himself as he's making the coffee, how there's nothing that's going to come up in his mind that he can't deal with in two hours from now. And he reminds himself how many times he wasted his one hour of studying alone on something that didn't even materialize. And he reminds himself that he should be sleeping now. So he doesn't look at his phone and he reminds, and as he's doing the thing with his coffee, by the time he feels that hot that hot cup on his hands, his brain has stimuli from his thought and from the, his, his fingers. You're gonna do something that's important. Don't, just block distractions. So when he sits down at his table to start going, he's all in. I know somebody else who makes breakfast for his wife. I'm telling you, I've been talking about this for a while. I'm not just rolling, I'm, in, I'm not making this up on the spot. He makes breakfast for his wife every day and the whole process of making breakfast for his wife calms his day cuz it's he wakes up early he's a he's a finance guy his it's a, a comp whatever he gets like a break from like you know 9:30 to 11 whatever so he wakes up really early he works in the morning and then he gets a break and he works close to his house and he comes home it's his own story into itself That's how, that's how you do it. You don't gotta be like God's gifted relationships. You don't have to be the most spiritual person in the world. You just gotta be willing. You just gotta be willing to manipulate your mind in the service of your soul. You just gotta be willing to see your brain as just mental construction. Just go into real estate. Just go into construction. When you when you spend time in real estate, like you're not so like blown away that someone can walk into a bedroom and make a bathroom. It's not so hard. You stick up, this, you know, you, know, you, you put up the walls. It's not that, it's hard if you don't know what to do it. But if you're in real estate long enough, like, yeah, that was a piece of land and now it's a house. You follow some rules. You figure it out. When you look at your brain as putty that you can construct any way you want. Now, it's not easy. Doesn't mean you can change your whole brain overnight. Nothing we're talking about is easy. it who's easy, why would we be spending so much time on this? If this was easy, why would would we be investing our time and talking about things that are easy? This is super hard. But it's super doable. When you take your mind and you build rooms in your head and you construct your own thresholds that deal with the issues that you are facing. And you remind yourself of the things that when you're in something and you fail and you, you, you mess up and then you try to adapt for that. Right? You're sitting, if you will, with your spouse or with the, pe- the person you like and you pick up the phone call or you look at your phone and you lose the moment and you remember later it was I could have picked it up in 20 minutes and it happens through three times. And now you remind yourself when you walk into scenario, you're going to get a call. You're going to get feel you're going to feel your, 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 your pocket buzzing. You're going to move to check your email. Don't do it because I did it three times earlier and nothing happened when it happens this time. And that threshold now has a reminder in your threshold that says when the call comes in, don't look up. And as you walk into the threshold to be with the person that you're, that you're with, your brain reminds you, by the way, you're going to get three or four distractions. Don't buy into it. And you don't. And then your brain gets stronger. And then you go through the threshold again and your brain gets stronger. And then one day you walk in, you're like, well, you're checking your phone. You're talking to your family. And they ask the person, like, Wait, you, this is what you did a year ago. You're like, I don't remember doing that because you've been building these mental thresholds before you go into all the different aspects of your life. Switch tasking, productive, not busy. Each thing you do is productive, you move things forward. We can do this stuff. If we spend the time working on our on ourselves, when you go up and not just in, when you work on your life, not just in your life. All right, we're going to continue. There's another aspect of threshold that I want to talk about tomorrow, with God's help. All right, everybody, have an amazing, amazing day. Think about this in your life, where you can build a threshold. And with God's help, I cannot wait to see you again tomorrow. Have a great day.